0: Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. As always, joined by the beanie boy himself, Joe Dorville. What's going on, Joe? What is going on, man? How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. How about you, man? How was your Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, Sad and lonely. I'll get to that later.
0: Oh, first time I tease it. (laughs) <laughs> you got you, you beat me to it man <laughs> welcome in everybody for those of you who don't know this is a sports show we're gonna break down uh the nfl and ncaa football we've got some fights that we're gonna break down we'll get into the quick hits a couple of questions that my co-host and i have for each other then we're gonna end it all with the uh walk-off short essay joe's got one about turkey day mine's play like a girl so let's mm-hmm. get right into it man that's a lot of football to get to Start us off.
1: A lot of football to get into. Damn it. Sorry. I was setting up other things. I forgot to get to the image. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Well, here we go. Game of the week. Game of the week.
0: Game of the week this week. Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Bay,
1: Tampa Bay. <laughs> I am putting in uh, applications for a new co-host. Uh, oh, we were done with this.
0: Uh, no, we are. We are. Kansas City, Tampa Bay, though. What did you think of the game? What, you, what were your big takeaways from this game?
1: Um, my big takeaways was that um, Tom Brady cannot function with pressure at all. And that's something you're going to need to be able to do as a quarterback. Um, once the playoff starts rolling, because you're only going to be facing good teams at that point. So teams with good and uh, justifiable pass rushes. Um, he got hit eight times, sacked only once, but he threw two picks on a lot of those hurry plays. And uh, he just looked uncomfortable and out of sorts for most of the game. If not for that Pat Mahomes fumble. Uh, I believe in the second quarter, that game gets way out of hand because yeah. they score. It's 24 zip and there's no sign of life left in Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah, it was. I was shocked by um, what uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill did, uh, breaking all sorts of records. And it was weird because when you see the final, when you see not even the final stats, when you looked at the stats at halftime, you would think like this game would have gotten like you said way out of hand. Um, I I was really impressed that the Bucks were able to battle back, and especially with that. I you know we all know they have a very good defense. Yeah. But um, this game on paper looked a, looks a lot closer with the final score
1: than it actually
0: was. Like Kansas City came out and just it, it looked like it was going to be a yeah, round.
1: Feel even though the score ended up being what it was, it did not. It never felt close. It never felt in doubt for Kansas City, which is weird with a three point yeah. game. But um, yeah, no. Yeah, it was
0: very much. It, it had the same type of feeling, especially in the beginning of that Saints game that the Bucks yeah, had. Yeah, where it was like, oh, this is starting like, to get out of get hand. Like this is someone. Someone's got to stop this bleeding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes, of course, going to be the MVP. We talked about is it right? last week. Um, he's he's insane. He's really really good, and I know everyone's talking about like. It's weird. I've, I heard Tony Romo a couple times, not only in the broadcast, but I heard him on, a, on an interview earlier this week, and he's like really
1: on team Tom Brady. Oh yeah, like, he was defending I, Tom Brady like a fucking like he was a patron saint in his church. <laughs> yeah, like it was. It was really weird too because when I
0: heard him on the interview, the one-on-one interview, he was like, "No, he'll figure it out." Like. And I I get it. Like there was no offseason, There was no time to practice this is a brand new system. And Arians runs a very different system than Belichick does with the vertical mm. passing and everything. It's just weird to me how it's like, yeah, he made that mistake once, but he's not going to make it again. But there's so many, and we'll get into this later with the Denver game as a football, as a NFL quarterback, there are so many variations of defenses you're going against and everything. It's like, he doesn't have that many seasons left to like figure
1: you know what I mean? To like yeah. figure it out. He doesn't out. have that much season left. He doesn't have that much time left. I think he has eleven picks already on this season. Um yeah. Yeah, they said something
0: like uh between fumbles and interceptions and everything, he has uh he has a uh, like
1: six turnovers in the last five
0: games yeah, or something, something like, like that.
1: Like that. Uh, I think seven turnovers in the last five games actually. Um yeah. Yeah, and that's that's very un Tom Brady esque Super un Tom Brady like, but um, yeah, no, uh, even in like the middle of the game, uh, something happened, and I heard him say, uh, "That's the receiver's fault." And he then and Kim Nance was like, "You wouldn't think that's Tom Brady fault." He's like, "Nope." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what?" Well, well, <laughs> in, the, in the in the first in the first quarter, uh, Tom
0: Brady like overthrows Mike Evans, and he goes, "Yeah, that's totally yeah. on Mike <laughs> Evans," and I. And, and I honestly like stopped and turned back to the TV because I was walking around my house and I was like, there's no way you can yeah, justify he was like, that. Uh, I and think he, he
1: said like it was a hot route. He should have known to pick up the he kept running and then go out and know that it's going to be a hot route. But that's usually reserved for inside guys and tight ends. And they got Mike Evans all over the field this year. So that's his fault. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was really weird. The one I saw, it was um, Tom Brady was pressured and he was like, oh, he thought it was a, a check route. So he thought Mike Evans was going to keep running. So that's why he overthrew him because Mike Evans was supposed to keep running.
1: That's on Mike Evans. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you can't on, just get excuse like that. for the guy. But I mean, they probably golf together. They're probably buds. I mean, quarterbacks in the NFL, it's kind of a fraternity in the same way. Like coaches will never like no, talk for shit sure. about another coach. So that's why I figured it was. But Do you no, think, Tom Brady um, looks... I mean, this was. I think Brady said this was the passing of the baton. Like he's no longer, he can no longer be great for sixty minutes. He he has a couple spurts in him, whereas Pat Mahomes is going to give you sixty minutes of unrelenting. This guy is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's crazy to watch too because it's it's surprising.
0: And I mean, with their defense, like you you mentioned before, like with their defense and everything, it's it's surprising that like they ever get beaten when they're on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they're playing, right. It's like, Oh, like this team seems impossible, but it's like, we, we talked about plenty of times before. It's just, they, you know, their defense sometimes it seems like it can let them down. And that whole Raiders, especially after what happened to the Raiders this past week, that whole thing so looks bizarre <laughs> because I, I know it's not on the run now, but I just wanted to mention it real quick. Cause I, last week, I was talking to Derek Carr, like, all right, he's back to form and everything, and he had an abysmal
1: game this past yeah. week. But yeah, they lost to the Falcons. Uh, yeah, 43. It was like <laughs> I think 43 he five to five turn of, four, He had four turnovers. The team had five
0: turnovers. It was Yeah, Five bad turnovers, game. like 148 or something penalty yards. It was insane. Penalties. But we're not talking yeah. about that. We're talking about game of the week. Kansas City is definitely poised. I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl. I don't think there's a question about that. I think Tampa Bay can make a run if they can turn it on. Um, We've seen spurts of it. Like we were just talking about, like sometimes they seem unbeatable, like with that defense and with Tom Brady and Gronk and Mike Evans and Godwin and everybody. But other times they look Tom Brady looks old. Gronk looks hurt. The run game can't get going. So we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, they, they, they really have to work hard to establish the run game to ease, alleviate some of the pressure on Brady. And uh, Arians, I mean, I don't know... It, we're what, twelve weeks into the season, it doesn't appear that they're gonna change uh direction at this point, but they need to start working in some of those short uh short quick passes that Brady would do in New England to replicate yeah, the a biggest. run game to ease up like to keep the defenders at home instead of just teeing off and going after the statue as quarterback in the backfield.
0: Well, and that's the big thing, is cause Arians everyone knows is a vertical down the field, we're gonna throw it deep kind of guy. And like you said, Brady's a statue. Back there so unless your offensive line is the best offensive line in football with pass protection he can't move around the pocket yeah but a- Arians loves to throw it deep and so it's just a really weird thing because I think um, Tampa Bay can definitely make the playoffs and make a run I just think they're gonna have to put it together but Kansas City is definitely in my opinion going to be the team coming out of the AFC for sure in the Super Bowl but we had a battle of
1: the a-, a couple other AFC teams that have been playing really well oh, lately. Before um, we move on, we have to uh, highlight Tyreek Hill's 13 catches for 269, three touchdowns. We all deserve, uh, we all need to give uh, Carlton Davis, uh, Todd Bowles need to give t- Carlton Davis an apology for having him single cover Tyreek Hill for the entire first half. I don't know what he was doing by not oh, giving him any that. safety help over time. And I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. Why the hell did Tampa Bay sign Antonio Brown?
0: I don't know. It looked like he was forcing a lot of throws to him, too.
1: He had two catches for 11 yards. He's only had 168 yards in the past four games, four games since he's been he's- signed.
0: You know as well as I do that's a Tom Brady signing, even though he said he had nothing to do with it. Arians
1: does not like it, it, AB. It, it, it's so unnecessary. It, it's so dumb. I don't. It, it looks like just a waste. It's just a waste. <laughs> not that they're the
0: same receiver. Um, obviously, totally different antics. But they're both known for kind of their antics. Chad single was in Jacksonville this week. Okay. Just, I wanted to throw that out
1: there. <laughs> I was like, wow. No, because you what just reminded segment. me when, when you said it was so
0: unnecessary to sign him. I was like, oh yeah, by the way, Chad Ochoacinco <laughs> hanging out at uh, the Jags game. But yeah, I don't I don't know why. I understand the signing. Um, He was one of the, the best, if not the best uh, wide receiver in the NFL a few years ago. So I get why you would want him on the team if you're Tom Brady. Yeah, but But now you're forcing things to him because you quote unquote trust and everybody understands Tom Brady with his trust thing. Like if you drop a pass early, he'll never look to you again. Everybody knows that. So, but it just seems like he's trying to force balls his way. And you've got Mike Evans is a fantastic wide receiver, like one of the best. I don't understand why you'd go out of your way to bring in a guy who has had all these issues that we've talked about extensively on this program
1: and had an issue going uh, right before he got signed that he didn't disclose that. I don't know. Yep. No one's really talked uh, about the it. Security since. camera. Thing. Yeah. He tr- broke a security camera or something or other. Um, yeah. In a parking lot. Yeah.
0: He's um, and I, I've said it before. Uh, <laughs> he's not well in the head and I don't think football should be anywhere close to the top of his priority list. All right. Do your segue again. I'm sorry. All right, so Kansas City is definitely (laughs) going to be the team coming out of the AFC in the Super Bowl, but we did have a couple of uh, AFC playoff teams go at it in the AFC South Tennessee Titans at Indianapolis Colts. King Henry. Thank you. There's only one place
1: to start, Brendan. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, uh, Derek Henry, 27 carries, 178 yards for three touchdowns. Say it again. again. 27 carries for
1: 178 yards and three he touchdowns. You can't see the smug look on his face. He's not happy about those stats, folks. <laughs> no, I'm very happy. I love it about those big, stats, strong, folks. bruising running He's back. He's been talking mad shit about my guy, Derrick Henry, all my fantasies. I team. haven't been talking <laughs> mad shit. Running all I've back's been saying not useful, is that not necessary. Not in the first
0: round and not for all that money. That's all I've been saying. Unbelievable. Um, I can't believe you're spouting these nonsense. But Phillip Rivers had a Phillip Rivers kind of game. Um, I of mean, course. it wasn't that bad on paper, but it just there was no like this game wasn't even out of hand in the in the first quarter it was 14 seven. Everyone thought, OK, it's, this is going to be a game. And then Tennessee turned it on and uh, it, it turned into a blowout. Um, they tried to what was that the onside kick towards the end of the game? And yeah. then A.J. Brown returned that for a touchdown. A.J. <laughs> Brown looked like he was impossible to tackle. Yeah. Derrick Henry, of course, always looks like he's difficult to tackle. I'm surprised that the Tennessee Titans are 8-3 and three when you see games like this because you're like, who the hell could beat this team? But their defense, again, well, is lackluster, something to be desired. Again, Go it ahead.
1: was something I said when we were talking about Baltimore and we won't be able to talk about them this week because they can't fucking get to play a game. But um, it, uh, it, uh, it was something I was referencing Wilbon saying, like, Teams are going to lose. Not everybody, not everyone's gone sixteen and zero. There's only there's a reason why the seventy two Dolphins are the seventy two Dolphins because they're the one team to go undefeated. People are going to lose games. Eight and three is a great record. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. But it's just you, you know what I mean? Like when you see them play like this, you're kind of like, how could anyone ever beat them?
1: Well, I mean, like we were just talking about with Kansas City, it's like, how do they have one loss? Like how did how did the
0: Raiders beat them? (laughs) How did the Raiders exactly? But it's like we talk about all the time, man. All these guys get paid; they're all professional Athletes. So, you know, other, you know, and that's the thing that is so shocking to me. Like when it comes to like the Eagles or the Jags or the Jets and stuff, and people just because those are teams that like seem like they're falling apart because of injuries and like different things like that. We don't speak that name on the the show anymore.
1: I don't know if you've noticed. (laughs) I haven't said their name in about two, three weeks.
0: (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Um, But when it comes to some of these teams that people think they're just going to like, uh, for instance, the whole Dallas situation. And then Dallas wins a couple of weeks ago, and then Washington puts it on Dallas. And then the team yeah. that Dallas beats turns out to be a good team. And it's like, <laughs> like all these guys get paid; like they're all professional athletes. It's a tenth of a second that separates a lot of these yeah. guys. So and
1: they never try to do transitive property uh, because one team beat one team doesn't. It would will never work out no, because by that sure. math that we, means the Falcons are a Super Bowl worthy team. <laughs> well, and not only that, but we saw it last year in the playoffs
0: when everyone thought Houston was. I think it was. Houston was rolling or the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Whichever Ravens. team it was that ended up getting beat yeah. by the Titans and everyone's like, Wait, what the yeah. fuck? Like, yeah. Like you can't you can't ever do that. But Tennessee had another great game. Tannehill underrated. Uh didn't throw all over the yard this game, but did enough, to, you know, he didn't have to with Derrick Henry. Yeah, exactly. So
1: <laughs> again, twenty seven carries, a buck seventy eight, three touchdown, all down Brendan's throat. Not,
0: I'm very happy for him.
1: All down Brennan's throat. I'm keeping this narrative alive. (laughs) First round picks and
0: $100 million contracts should be reserved for running
1: backs. This guy deserves every cent. Until he blows out his knee and then it's all gone. Wow, wow, wishing that on him Unbelievable. I'm not wishing I know that on him And the words don't of Ricky do Bobby Don't you guy. ever wish that on me <laughs> Unbelievable, I can't you all heard it here folks No, I Brennan love Derrick Henry Derrick Henry, I'm just
0: saying He's a violent runner and that
1: doesn't Translate long term He's built out of granite, everybody Bounces off of he's him, built he's built out of Fine, he's an Adonis <laughs> built out Of Onyx um, That's a movie quote that I definitely don't get Speaking of uh,
0: running backs that are no longer with their team are a little overrated. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Rams. Mm -hmm. Um, only because they got rid of Todd Gurley, they got rid of a bunch of people, and I've talked about it extensively. I know you've touched on it as well. Is that on paper, the Los Angeles Rams look like they should be a very good playoff team, um, but it all rides on Jared Goff. Um, I don't know if you agree or disagree. No, I mean, with that.
1: for sure, it rides on Jared Goff. Jared Goff has to be the uh, X factor essentially to um, ride the uh, stabilize the offense um, because he has the ball in his hand the most. So the defense could be all worldly, but if you're not scoring points, if you're consistently giving the ball to the other team, then we can't really do anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. I heard um, Kevin Clark on the uh, ringer NFL show had a, uh, a really interesting take. He, uh, he said uh, Jared Groff is a system quarterback, but that's Sean McVeigh's system. And Sean McVay wants him as his system. quarterback. Oh, obviously. So yeah, but it's like, it's like the symbiotic relationship where he's like, yeah, I know you're not the best, but you're my guy and what you can do in this system, I trust. But when he's throwing picks, um, it, it doesn't... You know what I mean? He had two interceptions this past game. Uh, he's missing wide open right wide receivers. And the 49ers have been decimated by injuries, COVID. So, <laughs> they can't even play at their home stadium coming up. They've got a ton of yeah. shit going on. And they beat this game with Nick Mullins as their starting quarterback. So it's just...
1: And the crazy thing is... Um, I, uh was it okay. was it Nick Mullins who was the quarterback that beat them earlier this year too because I'm pretty sure Ga- uh, Garoppolo didn't start I don't know if it was Bethard or no, Mullins no it was
0: it was either Beth yeah, yeah it was, it was one of those
1: in, I know in a lot of games they switch them in and out yeah, and stuff too. I was, I know it wasn't Mullins that's what I know but yeah it might have been CJ Bethard so either way they lost to two guys that shouldn't they shouldn't fucking be losing to <laughs> is what I'm getting yeah to. so it was so yeah what and it's it's
0: it's frustrating because I even talked about it in my walk-off last week about how the Rams, on paper, have built this team to win now. Yeah. They've mortgaged draft picks and uh, cap space and all sorts of stuff to win now. And they get into some of these games and you're like, what the fuck are you
1: doing? <laughs> I mean, they look to be in control of this game for most of it. I mean, um, as, we, as we here know... Uh, we are an Aaron Donald podcast, and he looked like a man amongst yeah. boys all game. But somehow, always yeah, does. Goff's two interceptions and the fumble. I mean, it's hard when you give the other team short field possession. And Raheem Moster came back and he looked good. And Debo Samuel is the only receiver. It appears. That oh my fucking, gosh! Uh, what's the name? Has he looked unstoppable? Yeah, and he 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 plays. Physical. He he'd be good for the Tennessee Titans the way he plays. He he runs people. I could not imagine him and AJ Brown lining up against my secondary. I would be terrified. Yeah, that would be insane. You know what? After dealing with them, Derrick Henry's gonna run the ball 27 times. (laughs) Like, oh no. (laughs) Yeah, well, and that's the thing too, is
0: that like it's bizarre because the 49ers obviously went to the Super Bowl last year. Like they they're a good looking team. It's just they had so many injuries and it was weird after week two or three, even though he was injured, there were so many people talking heads saying, like, Garoppolo's not the guy. Like, yeah. everybody knows he's not the guy. And so it's bizarre. Um, And I believe Shanahan is now only has like one loss or no
1: losses to um, Sean McVay. Zero losses. Uh, It's zero? Yeah, I think uh, San Francisco's only team in that division that McVay hasn't beaten.
0: Yeah, which is crazy to me because those guys, when they got hired, were both like the young guns who were going to, you know, geniuses change the way football's played. And Sean McVay can't seem to beat uh, Shanahan. So that's interesting. Uh,
1: Both of them, I believe at one time, were on the Washington team staff. Yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> and look how far that team has fallen. But um, shout out to Richard yeah, Sherman coming back insane. from injury, grabbing an INT um, yep. looking like Sherman of old. Um, but yeah, I mean... Oh, he's Sherman. He's old. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to tell him you said that. He listens to the pod. He'll hear it. Okay, he knows I'm joking. I'm going to tell him you said that.
0: He yeah, knows no. I'm um,
1: When you spot the team 14 points to start the game effectively. It's kind of hard to dig out of that hole. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to let everybody know. Um, we only have three
0: games right now for the uh for the yeah, uh, didn't, initial didn't walk-off breakdown. Course, well, didn't no, have, I'm just saying we're we're gonna, gonna head choice. into the one more round. I just some of these games weren't very good. A lot of them were
1: blowouts. could have just said we're going straight to one more round. Didn't have to say we're not doing four games. It's called the big four. What? They don't know it's called the big four something like that in the document, Brennan. Oh well, we it's... never say the big four. <laughs> one more round. <laughs>
0: one more round.
1: So it is time for one more, more round. round.
0: Um, I wanted to. Take this first one if that's all right with you. Go ahead, start it off. So, uh, New Orleans and Denver. Um, the reason I wanted to bring this game up was because Denver was without a quarterback. Uh, they had a mask off meeting, and so were the Saints. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I guess technically yes, because they had Taysom Hill. <laughs> but you know, Taysom Hill is their uh, their go-to secondary uh, second. Excuse me, second quarterback. Um, But yeah, so the Denver Broncos ended up starting uh, Kendall Hinton. And I wanted to bring this up. Um, It's actually to reinforce a point that Joe makes all the time, which is that if if you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, you're kind of screwed. And to everybody out there who thinks like, oh, I could definitely complete a pass in the NFL. (laughs) Kendall Hinton was a state championship quarterback in high school. State champion. Went to Wake Forest where he played quarterback was a division one power five quarterback as a freshman as a freshman ended up playing wide receiver in the NFL. He was a practice squad uh, wide receiver, got moved up for this game to play quarterback and only completed and was only one of nine for 13
1: yards. He also got moved up
0: with no practice time. (laughs) Yeah, no practice time, two interceptions. He said after the game, it was the speed of everything. (laughs) They they asked him if it was like, it was the game too fast or something. was the coverage developing too fast. He goes, no, the linebackers are moving like corners did when I played college. Like, so I don't want this to become this weird thing where like, Oh, Kendall Hinton, like, you know, like where people just start ragging on him or he yeah, becomes a punchline.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah,
0: this dude was a Division 1 starting quarterback as a freshman and uh, for Wake Forest. Like that's a Power 5 school. Like the fact that he came in here and only completed one pass is speaks volumes to what Joe talks about all the time, which is this is the NFL and if you don't have a quarterback, you don't
1: have anything. I mean, if if you want to uh say give him his proper due respect I mean for even going out there um, look at the guy on the other side of the field he only had nine completions and one interception no touchdowns uh, he's just in a yeah. position where his defense had to play a guy who was literally starting for the first time in his life set them up with good field position and he got a lot of short touchdown runs um, so yeah the, this is not this is not easy folks <laughs> This is not
0: easy. Yeah, this is definitely a game where, like you said, it's, it's it's that's the best way to put it. It's not easy. So that's another reason too why I think I get like you see some of these guys taken in the first round at quarterback, and they get into these bad situations and end up getting either you know beat up because they start too early and they don't have a solid offensive line, or they don't get very much time. Um, like look at Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was a very good college quarterback taking very early, and now, I mean. But that that's exactly what I'm saying. What you the noise you're making, the fact that Sam Darnold, they dumped millions and millions of dollars into scouting and the fact that they thought he could go in the first round speaks volumes. Yeah. Because what we just described, Hinton was a state champion power 5 conference starting quarterback and got is playing wide receiver. So it's not as easy as like, so some of these guys that get taken in the first round, I just think they get a bad rap because they get into the league. And as we saw case in point, that is the case study. What we saw yesterday in that game, like some of these guys who go in and like, you know, they, they don't have fantastic stats and everyone's like, Oh, they're garbage. Get them out of there. Like, they're obviously at some different uh, level than like just anybody who plays quarterback.
1: Uh, the only pushback I'll give you is some guys' careers in college get overinflated, and um, some guys aren't... They aren't ready. Like with Sam Darnold, the reason I make that sound is because Sam Darnold really lived off three years off of one game. He has a freshman in that insane Rose Bowl. He never really produced like that again, but he's at USC is a big program. He has top tier talent around him. So he looked better than he did. Um, A lot of Alabama quarterbacks before Tua um, specifically, uh, Never got picked in the first round because you knew it wasn't because they were great. It was because I'm throwing to Julio Jones. Of course, I'm going to look fantastic. Yeah,
0: well, and there's there's certain there's certain uh, programs who are not known for producing quarterbacks that are top-tier programs, uh, yeah. i.e. Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Michigan. There are some—or not even Michigan. Take that out. I'll delete that. Mark that. I mean, Michigan—you
1: um, can leave Michigan outside of— Tom Brady 20 years ago, who do they have? Yeah. <laughs> but that's right. There, there are a lot of these
0: teams that win every year that don't produce great talent. In fact, some of these guys, some of these really good say, a quarterbacks, lot of the quarterbacks, come quarterbacks of,
1: don't come from the top tier schools. They yeah, come from exactly. maybe the second half of the top 25 or even below. It's guys who they yeah. had to make their teams better.
0: Yeah. And I just wanted to put this in the one more round. I didn't want to really talk. I mean, you know, obviously Trey Hendrickson, my boy from FAU, number 91.
1: One more round. Go for it. Am I taking this one, too? This one's mine, yeah, too. Yeah, it's going to be you yours. You, I don't know why you put the... You set me up when you said you're taking the New Orleans game. Because <laughs> well, I wanted to bring up that Denver thing. Um, I was going to bring it up, too. But you you decided to bullishly go, even though I you, asked know, you, you, you knew what was next. It. No, I really
0: didn't. I was I was only half <laughs> paying attention. Um <laughs> why did i put this game in i don't
1: know (laughs) look everybody Um, uh we are we are uh floundering around because cleveland jacksonville is on the board uh jacksonville had a bit of a close outing um Closest they're going to get, especially when Mike Glennon is their quarterback. Again, another guy who you scratch your head about why is he playing quarterback? He hasn't started a game since 2017. Uh, I believe for the um, uh, Chicago Bears, uh, he spent a couple years backing up Derek Carr for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Brennan put this game on because I hope he's not going to fall for that trap again that we only lost by two. We were a two point conversion away um, and just knows that Cleveland doesn't look great. And plus, their defense is depleted because Miles Garrett is on COVID protocol, um, so they're. Attack force is not I remember there. remember I put this uh, on here. their front line pressure is not there, so it, it softened things up. Uh, James Robinson, I believe, had a fantastic game as he does uh, routinely. Um, you know what? Your your shouts for him to be rookie of the year, crazy, but not far fetched. Um, he's a he's a very good running back, very serviceable. Twenty two carries a buck, twenty eight on the ground, one Undrafted touchdown. Free agent. Um, very I good have running gone bag. as long as I could, floundering about this game. Now you take over, sir. No, that's what I wanted to bring up. I wanted to bring up James Robinson and his Rookie of the Year <laughs> candidacy.
0: That's all. That's the only reason I wanted to put this game in there. Other than that, no, I am not have this weird hope like, oh, we only lost by two to Cleveland. We're good. I just uh,
1: well, you did that with Lutton in uh, the Packers game. So. I
0: know. Well, the Packers are, I think, a lot better than Cleveland. And I um I put it. I ended up putting it in the quick hits. Um, but I want to discuss this with you about. The whole thing with coming up with the draft, uh, but that we'll get to that in quick hits. Okay. Arizona.
1: One more row. Arizona, away, New England. Cam does it again for the second week in a row. He pulls out a game out of his keister and wins on a last second field goal. Folks, uh, Zane Gonzalez misses one on the other end. The, the, the Packers the Patriots run down the other end there is a Isaiah Simmons rookie mistake Cam is running out of bounds a lot of people a lot of consternation about this Cam usually doesn't get these types of calls but i mean he was look obviously running towards the out of bounds line Isaiah Simmons goes and levels Cam and that is hard to do because again Cam's like 6'5" 240 or something um level cam they get a yeah, roughing a the passer or delay hit whatever penalty that's called nowadays sets them up Nick Folk for a game winning field goal cam walks off the field a champion brennan
0: a champion
1: <laughs> well they're five and six they look to be um we'll see what happens with the dolphins going forward i don't know what the rest of their schedule looks out to be but um i mean New England can make some noise i thought they were gonna go above 500 for the year nine and seven and they look like they can get to that number
0: yeah definitely I think that they're on the rise Um, I think Arizona's starting to fumble not fumble but you know what I mean falter a little bit so I think it was a a good game it was an interesting game too with uh, like you said with everything that happened with Cam
1: I gotta say I'm crushed I've crushed these last two recaps you're killing it you're killing it with that super speed that one more round speed I am out of control All right, now let's hear Brennan talk about NCAA football all right, time for the college
0: football, NCAA Division One uh, college football breakdown. Uh, a couple of things, news and notes. Uh, Notre Dame beat my North Carolina Tar Heels 31 to 17. That was actually a much closer game than people thought it was. It was 14, 14 going into the second. Then it was 17, 17 going into halftime. So the game was a lot closer than people believe. I love that. You're uh, accepting
1: that you are a UNC Tar Heel fan.
0: Uh, No, I am a, um, (laughs) what's his name again? I am a Mac Brown, Mac Brown fan. (laughs) This is a running (laughs) bit from like the first episode. Uh, Alabama put it on Auburn. That was a big old blowout, uh, which is weird because Auburn away. Auburn normally plays them pretty close. That's a big rivalry, and Auburn got housed 42. And to no 13. Nick Saban, second COVID test. This time for real. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was weird too. Clemson put it on pit. Um, duh, duh, duh. I'm not just gonna go down and read the scores. Let's get to something interesting. So, most interesting game of the weekend, I believe Michigan State upsetting Northwestern Ooh. 29 to 20 after Northwestern had that huge win last huge. week. Um yeah so um michigan state uh i mean i know it was technically an upset at the time against michigan but now um but now that looks like it wasn't an upset because michigan looks like dog doo-doo but uh that's a nice way to say it as it were
1: whoa whoa
0: whoa Um, (laughs) striking that from the show (laughs) <laughs> Northwestern goes down to Michigan State. Unranked Michigan State, 29 to 20. Uh, Coastal Carolina, big old win against Texas State, 49 to 14. And Oklahoma State, uh, at one point, had one of the top five defenses in the country. Now, letting up a lot of points. To, I mean, it's the Texas Tech, and before that, it was to Oklahoma. So it's understandable, but they ended up pulling out the win 50 to 44. Uh, canceled games. Ohio State did not play. Cincinnati, nope. Oklahoma, no. FAU got their game pushed against Middle Tennessee.
1: So, Joe. It's time for order. who's in, who's out, who's in and who's out. Uh, I'm going to start with who's in, who is in Washington. Huskies are in there in, coming in at 23. Also, Iowa is in coming in at 24 and we've seen them here before. They're back again. Liberty coached by Hugh freeze, who has your favorite hooker on speed dial Coming in at 25. (laughs) Who's out this week? Liberty back in the top (laughs) Who's out this week is uh, Auburn. As Brennan just mentioned, they lost to Alabama this week. Texas, I forgot who they lost to, but not watching, don't care. And North Carolina, who I believe Brennan said lost to Notre Dame earlier this week. Who's moving up? Who's moving down? We got Oregon. They suffered a big loss to whom? I don't know. Probably Washington. Maybe that's why Washington jumped in. They went down 12 spots uh northwestern dropped five spots after their loss to michigan state miami one went up one Oregon spot lost to Oregon state. though we aren't playing due to covid which is still weird because we went down when we we're playing and won a game but going up now you know what i'm not even gonna try to figure it out <laughs> and uga went up three spots those are your biggest move oh, oh sorry uh louisiana not lafayette just the raging cajuns now um they also went up three spots. Those are your biggest movers and shakers. Who's up? Who's
0: down? Who's in? Who's out? Brought to you by TV. Headphone Joe's latest album. Ooh, I like that plug. Nice, um, nice, nice. All right, moving on. That's the football recap NCAA. Let's get into the fights. Something happened this weekend, Joe. Actually, a couple a things lot happened. happened. A lot Joe of happened. is our resident uh, boxing slash fighting analyst. Um, which one do you want to talk about first? Nate Robinson, Jake Paul. Uh,
1: uh, hmm, that's the funnier one. Yeah. I'll talk about that. I'll talk. You already said that. So we'll talk about that first. Did you catch any of these?
0: Yeah. So I, I caught a little bit of this, um, um, just what everybody was posting and stuff. I'm going to give I'm just real quick going to give you what I thought was going to happen. I thought, uh, Jake Paul was going to get his shit pushed in because Nate Robinson was an all state. Uh, football player, basketball obviously player. an all-state basketball player, um, and then in college, and then, or excuse me, in the NBA, played. And, you know, I understand he's like what five seven, five, five nine, but still five eight, five he's nine. He's an elite. He's an elite athlete, and Jake Paul's, uh, you know, a YouTube star. <laughs> um, but that, so I honestly thought. Nate Robinson, even though he didn't have the reach advantage, was going to push this dude shit in. And that wasn't the case. Joe, go ahead and break it down.
1: of the tape here, folks. Uh, Jake Paul had had one, well, two fights prior, one official pro fight and one weird, silly fight with his brother and some rivals they have, I guess. Um, But he has boxing experience. He sparred against some people as well. I believe he came in at like six foot or six one, six two-ish, had a six inch reach advantage over Nate um, and Nate coming in at five, nine, no professional fights ever is running laid out for you folks. He was the NBA all, uh, three time dunk champion. And, um, yeah, I gotta say I was startled. Um, <laughs> the fight started and I don't know if Nate thought he was in the UFC or what, but he just like ran up on him. Uh, didn't get into a boxing stance, oh, didn't, really? you know, jab or anything. He just ran straight for him and just tried to swing. And then they kept locking up. It was very awkward, very odd. And then um, it ended really quickly after that. Jake Paul ended up knocking him down three times, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, the last of which everyone yeah. immediately was yeah. concerned for Nate Robinson's well-being. Um he went night night on that third one. Yeah, he right went night, temple, night on that third one, and his face went right to the canvas. Um, and that was a, a wrap. That was a quick call. Um. As an aside, I will say these fights were on a, uh, I I don't know if it's an app or platform, whatever, called Triller. Um, The production behind it was really cool um, and interesting to watch. I can do without the uh, concerts in the middle of every fight. Wiz Khalifa performed, French Montana and Sway Lee performed. Oh, really? St. John and then Snoop Dogg performed. It was very odd. But the good thing out of that was Snoop Dogg was a commentator and Snoop Dogg was amazing, uh, just cracking wise. Yeah, I heard Snoop Dogg was the, the big win, yeah, the, big, the win big win of this thing whole Yeah, that's the big takeaway from all of this. Snoop Dogg is, let him do every sport at least once in a while. Once in a while. Just have him as a rotating uh, third mic, fourth mic. <laughs> um, but down to the main event. Uh, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Um, these men were a combined 105 years old as they walked into the ring. Um, we all know who these guys are. Uh yeah. Who did you think was Roy Jones Jr.
0: just retired 3 years ago which I, I found I astonishing. Crazy.
1: Yeah, he was fighting over in and Russia. looked
0: out of Look shape. Very looked way out of shape. Mike Look Tyson cares. I mean honestly I know it was it was score to draw but um whoa
1: whoa whoa Spoiler I, I had an
0: alert. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um but I had I I had Mike 6 or excuse me 8, eight, rounds, eight to rounds 6. 8 rounds 6. Or what is it?
1: There was um, only 8 rounds. Yeah, yeah, six I'm sorry. Um, I had Mike six to two. That's what I meant
0: to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know confused. what I meant. Um, but yeah, Mike. I had Mike six to two over it. But anyway, go go ahead with your recap. I, I, Mike. I want to see Mike fight again after I watch
1: this because Mike looked like he was ready to
0: fucking that's fight.
1: My takeaway: Mike look. Mike, there were a couple shots. I, I don't know how it ended up being a fucking draw. Um, I think it was just a scam from the yeah. Jump Street, so both men could walk away with their egos intact. Um, uh, reportedly, Mike made ten mil off this because also his promotion company is behind it, whereas Roy Jones walked away with three mil. Damn. Um, yeah. Um. I mean, we knew who the bigger name was on this card, but um, no, Mike looked as a 54 year old man. I still don't want to have any issues with Mike Tyson because there was a couple of hooks to the body that Roy dodged that and a couple shots to the face that Roy somehow maneuvered out of um, that would have stunted a lot of grown men and put them all. In yeah. the hospital for weeks. Mike um, looked ready to fight. Mike, Mike looked, looked like ready he- to fight, and Mike was high, which is the shocking thing. Yeah, that was <laughs> weird. But uh, I know he talked
0: about it before on uh, different podcasts and stuff. But he was like, "Yeah, I, I don't really work out because once I start working out, it kind of unleashes this ego and this like rampage yeah. that I have. So I try not to work out. And then when this fight kind of got this rumor kind of got started, and then everyone saw the clips of him working out, you're like." Oh, that's what he's talking about.
1: <laughs> he's a psycho. It's like wow, he looks as fast as he did way back when. Yeah, that's and he's like shredded up, and he's like just breaking wow. shit. Like, yeah. I want to see him fight at
0: least at least one more time, like a real fight, not this stage shit. That was not a draw. Tyson won yeah, that thing six to two. Like that's that that was disappointing. But I I'm excited to see Mike. I felt bad honestly for Roy. Um, Because like we said, he only retired three years ago, but he just looked like winded and tired and out of shape. And it looked like Mike took this like serious. Mike took like like, real serious. uh,
1: Very. I think both men took it seriously, but I think even what I'm saying, like another level uh, in the middle of the fight, uh, Roy's corner man said something to him to the effect of essentially, um, you got to look out for his jab. You got to look out for his jab. And Roy replied with, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> it's so fast. I'm oh not seeing God. it. Oh my God. Yeah. The baddest man on the planet is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Let's uh, make sure he keeps smoking weed and stays calm and serene before he starts uh, <laughs> just waylaying He's actually people a in the face. Super sweet street. guy, girlfriend met him. Uh, that's right. You're best friends with Mike. All right. Yeah. Time for
0: Quick Hits.
1: You'll be surprised how quick a
0: Quick Meme hits Quick hit. So the quick hits coming up is um, this used to be a, um, a section of the show where our former producer L. Greg would ask uh, Joe and I some questions. Unfortunately, he has passed on. R.I.P. to L. Greg. R.I.P. So now Joe and I ask each other the I questions. I just want my fantasy
1: uh, matchup this week, folks. I am super no, happy. That's
0: why you were dancing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carson, Carson got a late touchdown to get me over the edge. There you go. Fantasy update. Didn't win the game, but you know, i are not going to talk about them.
0: That's like me. I want a bunch of money this week on the Jags because they covered. Um, All right. Anyway, back to the quick, quick hits. Um, First question. I'm actually going to pose it to you, Joe, but it's actually a question for both of us with all the firings that have been going on, uh, both in the uh, GM and head coaching offices. My question is where would you rather be a GM, a general manager right now in the NFL, Houston, Jacksonville and Detroit. Now, I pose this question to you where the years are the same, the money is the same, but you have to take into account. Draft capital, current rosters, and like, you know, the cap position that you have. What what would be um, your answer? Uh,
1: I'd like to say was, uh, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, GMs of the the GM and coach of Detroit, got fired. And uh, what's your boy's name in Jacksonville that just got fired? Dave Caldwell. David Caldwell got fired, and we all know about uh, good old Billy O.B. Um, from Houston. Good old Billy O.B. <laughs> uh, this is tough. Um, because you just factored in a lot of things, um, specifically draft capital, which is I want to go Houston because I have the Sean Watson. I know you do. Um, I, know I have the Sean Watson. I got Larry Tunsil protecting his blind side. Um, the defense, of course, is a bit of a patchwork at this point. Uh, Watson near the tail end of his career, but um, they probably have the best outlook as far as quarterback because they already have him locked up. Jacksonville intrigues me because um, they they have one of the top two picks. Uh, they have draft capital. They can end up getting a jo- Justin Field or Trevor Lawrence, depending on if the Jets do win a game. Who knows? Um, and Detroit, Detroit, my gosh, uh, Matt Patricia gutted a lot of the talent that was there. Uh, Ziggy Anza, Darius Slay. Um, Golden Tate no longer there, but I mean, they got a good offense. I don't know how much time Stafford has left. Shout out to Stafford, a couple of what four years late for taking a knee as a white quarterback. Um, uh, mm, um, I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with Houston. Uh, I knew you were gonna go, with uh, I'm gonna go with Houston. <laughs> I gotta go with Houston. Yeah, I know. Same, yeah,
0: you, you explained it when you were rooting for Tiger Woods. We got it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Duke Johnson went to the University of Miami. Oh, did he? Um, Duke Johnson, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just uh, all things being equal as far as the years and the money and all that kind of stuff. Like if I were to take a job, um, just real quick, Detroit, Matthew Stafford's, I think, coming off the tail end of his prime, if not already on the tail end of his career. Um, And so rebuilding in that environment where you can't get a lot of free agents uh, is tough. And also, if you don't have a quarterback, what do you have? But with Jacksonville, Houston, like you said, they, they just don't have the draft capital or the cap space that would be intriguing for me because they have the quarterback. They have a few good pieces on the offense, but long term, I think, I think it has to be the Jaguars. They have the third highest most cap space, two first rounders, two second rounders, two fourth rounders moving forward. Um, and you got two first round, two second round. How to do, do that? Two first round, two second round. Did we get a? Uh, oh, the Jalen trade. Yeah, uh-huh. Jalen's. We got a first last year and a second this year. Um, and then uh, mm. and not only that, but if we got Yannick Gakway gets, yeah, Yannick if trade. Yannick gets moved up into the Pro Bowl this year, then we get their third round pick instead of their That's fifth right. round pick. Um, so Jacksonville has like twelve picks, um, six of which are in the top me on three this. rounds. Might sway me. The third most cap space out of any team in the NFL uh, next year. Um, Not only that, but uh, the obvious reasons. It's easier to get free agents, no income tax, things like that. Um, I
1: think... Has that worked for you ever in the past? You can't just say that as an aside. We get free agents all the time. We get free agents, but are they ever good? They... For some (laughs)
0: reason, we get these free agents we pay a shit ton of money for, and they're like, oh, Andrew Norwell, best guard in the NFL. He's been... Dog shit. Yeah, since uh, he got what's here. my
1: guy who was the Denver tight end, uh, Jermaine Thomas? Ju-
0: oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, oh. Um, horrible tipper. Uh, what did you say? Fuck, I can't remember his name. Horrible tipper. Uh, something. <laughs> Thomas. Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Thomas. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he. Yeah, he came there. He did. He, his career
1: floundered. Yeah,
0: and so that 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 tends to happen, but. Okay, so the two biggest things are obviously the draft <laughs> capital and the cap space moving forward. The draft capital being number one. Um, I think that unless the – I think the Jets will win a game, and then in that case it's going to be a scram mad scramble for who can get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, I don't trust Justin Fields. I don't trust a new Ohio State quarterback like we talked about earlier with the Alabama quarterbacks. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but we're actually going to get into that in the next picks or in the next question. So my
1: – before. What is the timeline to turn this around? Because that may sway uh, how I feel about those three jobs. Well, that was the other thing I wanted to bring
0: up was that the cons are not very impatient owners. Mm -hmm. I I should say shot, but, you know, Tony's got his hand in a lot of the team. Like, I mean, Tom Coughlin was destroying that team from the inside and they gave him years yeah, but before they got rid of him. At the apex, they got to the AFC. Yeah, that's true. And like Dave Caldwell was there for seven years. Um, so I think anybody that the and Doug Marone, some people call for his head, but I people I trust who follow football are like, no, Doug Marone's actually a, a pretty decent coach. Like you need to fix what's going on with the personnel situation before you worry about the coaching situation.
1: Yeah. Do you agree or disagree? Doug Marone kind, of kind of rubbed me the wrong way once he left Buffalo with no actual reasoning. Yeah, he just oh yeah. wanted to uh, walk yeah, away. We
0: have talked about this before. Yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> I was like, wait, so I can't trust you because if anything opens up, you're just going to leave. Okay, yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think the cons are a very... I think they're going to give the next GM at least five years. And with the draft capital that we have, if we can just get the quarterback... Because Joe, in doing the show with you the last few months, you've definitely swayed my opinion. I am now on on board with just because guys are decent doesn't mean they're going to be great NFL quarterbacks, which we talked about earlier with Hinton. It's you know he he was a good quarterback in college, yeah. but obviously can't play at this level. And I'm starting to see that more and more because I was always a big believer in all oh, these guys are good, like just give them a chance. But after seeing what's happened in the last like 10 years with Jacksonville and all the different yeah. quarterbacks, it's like no it's tough to get a transcendent quarterback and that's what we need. It,
1: I mean it's two Speak- ways you you got either have to get a transcendent quarterback or get transcendent talent around your mediocre quarterback.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and speaking of that, that actually brings us right into the next uh question which I actually definitely want to get your opinion on. I didn't no. know if we were going to do a sound or not, that's no, why no, I no, hesitated. No, no. Um <laughs> if the bottom-rung teams, so like some of these teams in the in the bottom of the draft, um if they can't get Trevor Lawrence and I know it's real early to start doing draft talk, but if they can't get Trevor Lawrence, what do you think is the best move for the draft? Um, mainly the teams I'm talking about are, uh, the Jets, obviously, my Jaguars. Um, just like, cause hang on, let me pull what it up is? real quick. Trevor Lawrence is the, and is the, um, like the best player Consensus in the draft. Consensus number one. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Consensus number one. But what I'm saying is that if you can't get him, are you a believer in trying to go after, like, reaching for uh, another quarterback or, like, Ryan it out? Like um, like. the like, Well, who are the next teams up? Well, so, like, it's going to be teams, like, uh, as of right now, it'll be a, uh, teams like the Chargers, but they don't, need a, quarterback. They don't um, need a quarterback. Yeah, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, but they don't need a quarterback. They just got mm-hmm. their quarterback. The Houston Texans are going to be pretty high up there. The Denver Broncos. The Houston Texans is a funny thing. They don't even have their first round
1: pick. That goes to Miami.
0: Oh, yeah. The Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles. These hey, are all wait, teams that are going to be. I'm sorry. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and then that's it. Um, pretty much every team from the NFC East is going to look like they're going to be in the top 10. Except for the team that makes the playoffs. Because the they automatically get bumped to 28 yeah. uh, or 26. 20 or like that.
1: Yeah. But um. But actually, I just, that's uh, it's funny because that bumping is going to be. If you're the worst team now, you might get a little higher because there's 14 teams in the playoffs now.
0: Oh, you yeah. Know? Well, and so if they can, like end like up canceling 17. this game that got moved to Wednesday, then there's going to be 16
1: teams in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, that too that's an interesting dynamic that opens up a lot of things.
0: Um but I just wanted your take like do you think my uh, um do you reach for the quarterback cuz like what we're seeing this year especially is how important the quarterback position is. Well,
1: it all comes down to do you believe in Justin Fields and I mean you said you don't. And a lot of those teams that you named don't really need quarterbacks. Um so I think always uh what I would do this is, this is so fucking obnoxious but when I would play back when I would play Madden I would always uh, <laughs> I was a big proponent of trading down to dra- get more draft capital um, kind of like in the mold of what Cleveland did a couple years ago when uh, they had Shashi Brown yeah. in their front office um, akin to what the 76ers did for a long time was the draft is a lottery so try to get as many lottery tickets as you can fill out your team with that cheap, inexpensive talent and see who you hit on. Uh, The more, the merrier. Yeah. Dime a dozen. And then from that point, um, I mean, depending on your timeline, uh, but with like the Bengals and the Chargers and uh, Houston, well, Houston, again, doesn't have their pick. Um, So the Dolphins in that case, your timeline is, those three teams just got a quarterback last year. So their timelines are much uh, yeah. further extended. So, yeah, try to hit on as many draft picks as you can, and see if you could build a team within through the draft.
0: Yeah, and I just know it's harder. Um in real life, like because I do the same thing on Madden, I always trade down. But in yeah. uh, I know in the NFL trades, like trading down doesn't happen as often as it does in the NBA and stuff, unless there's a quarterback somebody wants. Unless I. you're e- the
1: fucking Seattle Seahawks who always trade out of the first round. Them and the Patriots yeah. always trade out of the first round. But, it's, but I, I'm a
0: big believer, same thing like what you're saying, is that If you can't get the guy that you absolutely think 100% you want, because Ryan Rosillo on his podcast a few months ago broke this down and I thought it was super interesting. The last 20 years, all the first-round quarterbacks taken, it's literally a 50-50 split between bust and like, just starting yeah. quarterback, not transcendent, not playoff quarterback, just a quarterback that you probably wouldn't trade away, i.e., Dak Prescott, i.e., Andy Dalton when he played for the Bengals before. <laughs>
1: Andy Dalton, uh, Dak Prescott wasn't first round.
0: No, 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 but that's what I, uh, no, no, that's, oh, good. but what I'm saying is like he was going through all the teams that had, that needed quarterbacks versus had quarterbacks, and then all the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and then he was talking about all the quarterbacks in the last 20 years that it had been taken in the first round, and out of those quarterbacks, 50% of them or 47% of them, were busts so in yeah. my opinion in this draft it's very simple to me it's it's just Trevor Lawrence is the guy and Justin Fields is going to be the bust it's yeah. it's almost always 50-50 in the first round anyway so just looking at it at a very basic level I think you got to go best player available or trade down I yeah, completely best agree player with available,
1: you trade down. question um, who would you say is the bust from the I think it's the 2012 draft Andrew Luck and RG3 RG3, because he got hurt. He's still in the league. Andrew Luck's not. I say, that's <laughs> fucking... Uh,
0: you tricked me with that
1: one. But hey, you know what they say? The best ability is availability. Mm-hmm. One guy is maybe starting on Wednesday, apparently. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah.
0: That, oh, my God. That's a mess. Well, it's funny, too, because somebody told me they were like... Someone at work was like, well, Lamar Jackson's got COVID, so they can't play. And I go, they have RG3. Yeah. Like, he was doing Lamar Jackson <laughs> before Lamar Jackson. So, yeah. Um, I wanted you. I put this in here just so you could take oh, a, wow. a victory Perfect lap. Perfect
1: timing, right here. <laughs> speaking
0: of speaking of Lamar Jackson, RG three, the game getting moved. This is all you, Joe. This is this is for you. I know you've been talking about it all year.
1: Yeah, man. Um, so, folks, the question posed in the doc is: Is COVID finally catching up to the NFL? And yeah, I was thinking about this all day. I don't know how. Me and you said it very early on. They should have implemented a uh, another week. Where, in case of situations like, you know, a team gets 25. We knew this was going to (laughs) happen. I mean, we saw this coming. It it didn't take a rocket science to see that this was going to happen. We had uh, 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 demonstrations with baseball earlier this year when the Marlins, uh, half their team effectively ended up with COVID, and the St. Louis Cardinals ended up with COVID. Herpes, I mean, COVID. What'd you say? You said the Marlins, I said, ended up with herpes. Made it to the playoffs, (laughs) goddammit. Won a playoff run. Not going to take any of this back talk. But um, yeah, the St. Louis (laughs) Cardinals also ended up with it. Um, So you know this was always going to be a possibility. So not scheduling a week 18, effectively just a hold week in case we need to move anything down the line, was just poor planning on their part. Um, And they're trying to go through and this is going to cause I don't know if this is going to cause injuries, but it's going to be really interesting because you have a game on Wednesday and then those teams. Then uh, I think the Steelers have to play their next game on Monday and then the Ravens next game is going to be on fucking Tuesday. And then, like you said earlier, the 49ers who were going to be hosting the Monday night game. They thought in their uh, nice stadium they made in Santa Clara, but Santa Clara came down and said, no contact sports in this County. So now they're going to have to play the rest of their game, home games in Arizona. So, it's just causing a lot of chaos and confusion for them never to come up with a contingency plan. And then you had the embarrassment that was the Denver, New Orleans game. It's like to not have contingency plans put in place in case these things were going to happen after you had the whole summer to figure it out, the spring and the summer to figure this out. It's kind of, it's a derelict in duties from, uh, the, uh, damn i was trying to think of the cool thing that they usually call them park street what street is that the office is on ah <laughs> uh, uh, damn it no i don't know i'm doing so good but yeah mm-hmm. I, I can really agree I'm with you i'm doing so fact- good flail i flailed, I flailed huh? on that last part
0: they uh they definitely should have had some sort of contingency plan in place and the fact that they didn't is just arrogance it's arrogance that this is such a big machine this is such a big thing it's going to just keep rolling and then it's like yeah but the product you're putting out now is not very good and not only that this could lead to a lot of injuries you start messing with the schedule and moving things around and people are playing on two and three days rest a lot of people are going to get hurt and that's not going to be good long term for the league
1: Park Avenue dang it yeah
0: that's what I said
1: oh did you say Park Avenue fuck no oh I was like what did you say
0: (laughs) oh man so those are the quick hits
1: boom baby Boom! 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 Now it's time
0: for the walk-offs. Welcome to the big leagues. Two runs. Walk-off homer. for Cabrera. You can smile.
1: That's okay. Joe, who are you talking to? Nobody. I was just taking a simple water, and I was talking to. The, um. I was doing the audio.
0: Time for the walk-off. So in the walk-off section, we are going to read uh, the essay that we wrote on a specific topic, whether it's sports-related or personally-related. The other person will not interrupt, cannot interject. Um, It will be open for discussion afterwards, if we so choose. But, Joe, I believe I went first last week. Did you? Okay. I was thinking, I was like, I don't know who went first last week. Yeah, because you went first like twice in a row, and then I went Uh. first last week, and now Joe is up. So I will shut
1: up. Shut up. All right, my walk-off this week is called Turkey Day. You don't need to tell us. I hate when I mess up in the beginning. You don't need us to tell you how bizarre this year has been. But here's another way my year was altered. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Good food, zero expectations, and football. Reminder, I have four brothers. I have never spent a Thanksgiving without at least one of my brothers. There's been five Thanksgiving since my mother's passing, two of which I've gone back to our Florida home. One me and my other brother journeyed to New York and one where one of my brothers came to Atlanta and we spent Thanksgiving with a family friend. This Thanksgiving, I chose to stay home. My roommates invited me to their parents' houses, but I chose not to go because I work so frequently and I just wanted to stay home. So I did. I spent the morning cooking, an impressive spread, spread, I may add, Um, and when the cooking was all done, I sat at my table with a plate of food and turned on the Dallas-Washington game. At that moment of stillness and calm, for the first time that day, it settled in that on this day, more than any, I missed my brothers. Cooking is a connection to my mom, but I never sat down, turn on a football game on Thanksgiving and didn't have at least one of my brothers next to me. I felt alone. We could text, we could talk, but it's not the same. Thanksgiving was our holiday. One funny story, I remember driving up, this is while I was in college, I remember driving up to uh, Jacksonville from Broward uh, with one of my brothers to pick up another one of my brothers because he had to work the night prior um, And there was no way we were going to let him miss out on Thanksgiving dinner. So I just want to shout out to my brothers and let them know I love them and I miss them.
0: No, that was very moving,
1: man. Yeah. Yep. I didn't cry like someone. Are you making fun of me? Because I'm vulnerable and I cry.
0: <laughs> Vulnerability is good, Joe.
1: I mean, you should look into I it. I give it to them in the words. I give it to the words.
0: You know, you shouldn't make fun of your co host that sometimes he cries. I love you, Ben. You know that. No, I know. <laughs> I just get it enough from my girlfriend making fun of me that I cry all the time. <laughs> all right. So, my walk off this week, oh, you want to talk about crying? <laughs> my walk off this week is play like a girl. <clears throat> this week, hang on. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I. Hit something I thought I screwed it all up. All right. So like I said, my walk up is play like a girl this week. I wanted to share my thoughts on Sarah Fuller. Sarah was the senior goalkeeper for Vanderbilt's women's soccer team. And on one fateful Saturday in November went down in the history books, but not for soccer. It was for her contribution to one of the most macho and manliest sports in the United States football. Sarah became the first female ever to get into a division one power five football game. It all started during a soccer practice that didn't have the energy or the tempo the coaching staff was hoping for. To switch things up, the goalkeepers went to the far end of the indoor football facility where they practiced and started working on long-distance clears, aiming at a makeshift net that represented the goalposts for the football team. Every shot made, they would move back five yards. Sarah ended up at the 45-yard line. Fast forward to this past Saturday. Vanderbilt was in a bad way with COVID protocols when it came to their specialists. In comes Sarah Fuller, who was named the starting place kicker for the Commodores. This was shocking news to most people who follow football. She is a girl and most fans would argue there is no place for females on the gridiron. The game is too violent, too fast, too dangerous are the excuses they would come up with. I know from personal experience, that is not the case. While Sarah did not kick any field goals or point after attempts, she did get into the game for a kickoff in the second half, which is all that needed to happen to cement her place in history. This fact was not shocking to me. However, there are examples of women playing football before Sarah, and there will be examples of it after her. I have a personal connection to this story. However, not only because of the women in my life who are, or were athletes growing up, but also because I played with a female kicker in high school. It was shocking when Jamie Crane first showed up to practice at Spruce Creek. Many of us made jokes and dumb comments, but we were quickly proven wrong. Jamie showed up every day to work. She expected no special treatment or care when she was on the field. She became a part of the team. And after the initial jolt of change wore off, that's exactly who Jamie was, another teammate. She would try to stick people when we practiced kickoffs, and sometimes she would. Other teams would laugh and try to headhunt her when she got into games, but we watched her back just like any other teammate. After a while, we would get confused when people on the opposing team would bring up the fact that we had a quote unquote girl on our team, because to be honest, we didn't see it that way. Jamie was just Jamie. We gave her shit because she was a kicker, not because she was a female. Jamie was the first person in my life that showed me what it was, what it was to play like a girl. Sarah Fuller will be the first person in many people's lives to show them what it means to play like a girl. The story of Sarah Fuller really excited me, not only because I have had personal experience with women on a football team, but also because I am an uncle to two very young nieces. And I can point to both Sarah and Jamie and tell my nieces it doesn't matter what sport you want to play, just make sure you show people, like they did, what it means to play like a girl.
1: Oh. That was touching.
0: I didn't oh. cry once.
1: Oh. <laughs> um i also am an uncle to three nieces now four nieces jeez uh (laughs) (laughs) i have a lot of nieces and nephews obviously um by me forgetting how many nieces i had um try to keep up with um what i was gonna say oh that story um it's so upsetting that the ineptitude of Vanderbilt never to get in fucking field goal range or get a touchdown to let her actually kick a ball. Yeah, oh, she absurd. can kick that
0: she she can kick the ball, She can that. was
1: the one thing like I was actually checking for that throughout the day and I was like, Zero still? Seriously? Oh, I was like, man, I hope it's not like a missed yeah, field it goal was or, frustrating. Something. or other. And then I looked and just no, they never never got close.
0: Never like, attempted it, yeah.
1: I mean, it was, it's really cool
0: though, just because like, it was weird because when everyone was making a big hubbub about it, I was like, i like, what's the big deal? Like, I, like, I didn't realize it was the first woman ever in a Power Five uh, conference. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Cause I was uh, like, I one, one other woman did it. Um, but it was from a, Mexico. A, State. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was like an NAIA or a one yeah. AA school or something. But it's weird cause at Creek, my older brother, their varsity team had a female kicker too. Oh really? Yeah, ours. Jamie wasn't the starter. We had a kid Matt Stang who was who could like oh, Matt boot Stang? it. But then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, clue. He, oh, <laughs> you.
1: you're from the same area. I have no, idea.
0: <laughs> no, we had we had a guy that could really boot it though, and probably would have gone D one if he wouldn't have had a weightlifting accident. So hmm. she she was the backup kicker. But it was just weird because it was like one of those things where it's like, yeah, like what's the big deal? Like so. But FPC, I remember when she got in the game against them, they fucking were like out for blood trying to fucking like kill her. And we lost yeah, it. Yeah, that
1: was upsetting. Yeah. Well, that's your school, man. That's <laughs> that's your squad, Look, bro. I'm not born and raised there. Just had to go to school there a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> don't love that city. As you know, I only rep Broward County, baby. Yeah, that's true. Baby. Not five four, all day, every day. Let's get it. All right. You know, what it is now. Don't talk, Brennan. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety.
0: (laughs) All right. Time for the press conference, ladies and gentlemen. This is where you can find us, all our plugs, all social media. Joe, go ahead and take it away.
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can find this show on Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Um you can check out my hip hop album TV by Headphone Joe that's what one more round was brought to you by um you can also catch me on Brandon is your ex drinking buddy episode 9 uh very funny very funny cat with my boy here all right uh, Brennan Tassif I am a comedian in my other life
0: um, you can check out my website brennan for all my upcoming dates I've got shows coming up in Georgia North Carolina South Carolina Jacksonville um, had nothing on the books for January and de- or December and January so I went ahead and booked a bunch of shows uh, so check that out all socially distant um, all safe taking precautions check out Brennan for my upcoming dates. Brennan T. Comedy on all social media and like Joe reference, check out my other podcast. It's a comedy podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I have friends, uh, comics, different people on, we talk drinking stories. Um, I'm sober now, but I love to reminisce about the old days and it's a lot of fun getting to a talk about getting into a lot of bit of trouble.
1: It's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm enjoying going through that catalog of shows. Um, I forgot, what I was just going to make a joke Oh, I was going to say, yeah, folks, when he's not Breaking down all the film For this podcast, Sky goes up And delivers laughter To folks, so Brennan Take us out of here is, ugh, God
0: dang it, one more time Get to me one more time, Joe <laughs> Brennan, take us out of here That's why we play the game Hello Hello Huge shout out to Jamie Crane